Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am your formerly solo host, Rob. And I am Rich, back Rich. from the dead. Welcome back, Richard. How are you? I'm fantastic. Did you uh, have... Go ahead. It's been a while. It's been a while. You've you've been doing a lot of things. Um, I know that you've been training. How's that been coming along? Oh, it's going pretty good. Um, I'm not as in much pain as I have been lately, but... So your body's getting used to... <laughs> you uh jacking it up so much yeah but after you know like three weeks it's gonna get jacked all over again um <laughs> but other than that it's it's been fine so how would how uh, was your holidays it was good very busy very busy um, yes it's just been nuts working part-time and at, at a, another place um just over the holidays just for the fun of it uh, at a game stop <laughs> oh okay so my time has been like very spread out all over the place so you're our resident expert on all things Funko Pop, right? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I try to avoid that place, that side of things as much as possible. Oh, boy. Yeah, I had a great holiday, too. I uh, had some family come. All my family's mostly local, but we did have some come in from out of town. We had, nice. like, we had one early friend's kind of Christmas dinner on the 21st, and then we had our traditional Christmas dinner on the 25th. Uh, and for those who don't know, my birthday is on December 27th. So it's like a whole big weekend extravaganza for me, which was what? fun. Yes, I, didn't I know. know. I'm one of those yeah. kids. Yeah. Happy birthday to you, <laughs> Mr. President. You <laughs> <laughs> we should have had Bill send me a happy birthday uh, song. That would have been that would have been good. Yeah, he would have done that. He would he would have done that with them out of me me asking. <laughs> yep. So, Rich, I know it's been a few weeks for you, but we, we've done a few chapters. We are all the way up to chapter 37, The Long Chase. We have been all right. We've been following, um, I think, since you and I last talked together. Perrin and Egwene got captured by White Cloaks. Yep. Uh, Rand and Matt finally made it to Camelin and have befriended the local innkeeper at the Queen's Blessing, Basil Gill. That was the uh, one of the last words they heard Tom say was Queen's blessing in Camelin. and so they made their way, and now they're now they're trying to plot their next course of action. I actually really like this chapter that we're going to talk to talk about. Um, it shows a lot of crazy things that happens. Yes, exactly. But you know what? Uh, it's been a few months, but we actually have a new iTunes review. What we I know. I know it's it's the it's been about two months, but you know it's all good. We've had a lot of good numbers on YouTube, some good comments on YouTube, but we yeah. do have a new iTunes review to report on. This is Sweet. a yes, it is. This is a five star review. It is from Judge Tempest, and it is entitled "Exactly What You Need." Start starting with the Wheel of Time. I had to listen to the first few chapters several times to understand who is who and what was going on. Searched for this pod, and it got me over the initial hump of the world building. Absolutely mind-boggling how good this book series is, and perfect time to get into it with the TV show coming. Entertaining group, good chemistry, and highly recommended. So thanks a lot, Judge Tempest. We appreciate the five stars, and we appreciate the kind words. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
He says we have good chemistry. That's awesome. Yes, yes. I hate good. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> my my chemical imbalance seems to seems to flow well with everybody. That's right. Well, because the fact that we lost Bill, so it's just the two of us now. I know. Well, uh, we we can report that we we that Bill and his wife successfully uh, added to their party. They they have a, a, another baby girl. So yeah. Bill is now outnumbered three to one, women to men. So he's going to have to work that. He's going to have to work that out. But much love yeah. and happiness to Bill and his family. Yep, everybody's doing good. I just talked to him yesterday. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hopefully, we may be having him in back in another month or two. We'll see. We'll see what what comes about about that. But we should be able to run a full three man press. Hopefully, another month. Yeah. <laughs> So in Wheel of Time news, I don't know if you've been monitoring the um, Twitter feeds, but it seems that there have been some more casting announcements. Yes, we actually did get to see um, who they picked, and I'm trying to pull it up now. I, well, I can't here's, the, it, here's but... the kicker. Here's the kicker before you say anything too much. There are potential spoilers to those who have not read the books. If, uh... if, if, if you are following us. And this is your first read through, and I think this might actually might spoil a few things for you, Rich, because you've only read the first two books. It's one of those catch twenty twos where I can tell you that they've had, they've announced castings of of another Aes Sedai and a couple of Warders, but I do not want to divulge who these characters are or what they do in the books, yeah. Because a they happen down the road in the book series, but it seems as though they're going to bring the beginnings or the origins of those characters in this first season so they don't normally show up this early in the books but for pacing and storytelling in the tv show they're going to bring some of these characters in early and i don't want to spoil what their purpose is yeah i mean all i know is they're they're nice to die in, in two orders so i knew that correct correct and that's it yeah yeah i know they're like I said, I don't want to spoil too much, but there are certain storylines that it looks like that they may want to expand upon in the first in the first season regarding Logan's storyline. Because as as we know from where we are right now in this first book, there was a false dragon captured and being brought to Camelon and his name was Logan. Essentially the long and short of it from what we know of the book that we've following up so yep. far. But it looks like that Rafe and company want to kind of expand upon that storyline in the TV show. And these new characters are key cogs in that storyline. Yep. I also noticed on Twitter that there's a... Uh, the last time that I had a podcast, or last time that I recorded, I, I mentioned that they had the Voices of Time hashtag where people were recording themselves reading the, the first uh, paragraph to the books. It looks as though that there is another movement called... I forget exactly what the wording is, but what they're doing now is people are taking turns reading each paragraph of the book. Oh. So they're up to like, they were in the high 20s. So they might have been a few pages in, basically just <laughs> Twitter narrating the book themselves through fans of the series. I think that's just Dang. awesome. If, you, if you're if you on Twitter and you follow hashtag um, Twitter of time or, or all that, it's a great community and they're doing some really cool things ramping up and getting everybody geared up for the upcoming tv show so check it out if you can it's happening it's this tv series <laughs> i know the, there's one speculation that it might come out later in 2020 that would be insane yeah it would be <laughs> i mean to think about we'll it they, what was that we'll see we'll see yeah i know we'll see i mean i don't want to i don't want them to rush 
I want yeah. them to put out good, good quality. I don't want them to rush it. My words are escaping me, guys. I am so sorry. I'm having trouble <laughs> speaking this morning. <laughs> we are up to chapter 37. That is called The Long Chase. We've moved from Matt and Rand, who, who were in Camelin. So we are at chapter 37, The Long Chase. Uh, we have left Matt and Rand in Camelin. They're trying to figure out their next next course of action. And we have switched perspectives. We are now following in the shoes of, of Nynaeve Almiera. Last we left her, she was with Moraine and Lan, and they were making their way towards one of the boys with the coin. Uh, as we left, as the last time we met these guys, Moraine had advised that she can still track all three, but the one with the coin she can follow on until the end of time. But she caught a, a whiff of the scent of the two boys who had lost their coins, which of course we know are, are Matt and Rand, and they were following that trail. They are now west of Whitebridge, chasing after Matt and Rand. As usual, Nynaeve is upset. I mean, that's one, that's one kind of thing we'll find out in this book series that more times than not, Nynaeve is upset at somebody. This time, she's been left to, quote, mind the horses while Moraine and Land discuss the next step. So she feels yeah. like she was, you know, she, she feels like she was put into a corner while the adults go talk. Yeah, basically. And she, I agree with you, she's mad, like, 90% of the time. <laughs> like, all the time. <laughs> it's what keeps her going. <laughs> it's like, she'll find... She, she may be content, but she'll look for things that will piss her off. That's just kind of how she is. There's other... There's, she, it's such a great character, and, and there's reasons why she's like that. But for right now, I do kind of agree with her. She's been... go You, you know what? The adults are going to talk. Go, go watch the horses. Go sit in the corner and watch the horses. And she takes she takes an affront to that. She dare you tell me to mind the horses. What do you think I am? That kind of attitude. So yeah, she has that attitude a lot. But I think <laughs> doesn't that kind of go away as you further get into the books? It I think does. It it does. I mean, I love talking with you, Rich. But there's some things I, I got to keep catching myself on. <laughs> but no, you're okay. <laughs> she has a reputation. Her rep. Let's put it this way. Her reputation precedes her. So ah, gotcha. when we get to when we get the chapters and we realize we're following Nynaeve, we we know that she she there's there's a slow boil working somewhere there, we, and we're just waiting to see what the trigger is. Gotcha. <laughs> Excuse me. One thing that we found out is that she was tracking Matt and Rand based off that she came into their vicinity. She they don't have the coins anymore, so she doesn't have this this main <coughs> track on them. But if they pass through an area where the voice had been, she can pick up on the scent and head in that direction. This was one of those cases where the last chapter they broke off. They broke off to go follow this scent, and it seems as though somewhere during in between chapters she lost the scent. So now they've decided that they're going to go after Perrin, the one person that they know still has the coin. Uh, well, so while heading west, Mulrain picks up where Perrin's scent is, and the party breaks off to the north and aggressively pursues his trail. Because if we remember, Egwene and Perrin, way back when, were trying to figure out the proper way to skip over White Bridge and head straight to Camelin. And when they had met Elias and they told him that they were heading to Camelin, he thought it was kind of funny because they were about 100 leagues to the north. They were they overshot by a wide margin. Their path leads to the north. So Maureen 
and Lan and Nynaeve decide to, well, Nynaeve follows. They head. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. She follows she along. Decide, yeah, she didn't decide Jack. She got pulled. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? Just leave me here? I, I'm tending the horses. Leave me alone. So, they decide they're going to head north and they're going to go after the one Emmons fielder who has not, who is not separated from his coin. Well, to an extent, he was not separated. The to an extent, the they get yeah. Yeah, so they go, they start making their way north, and she realizes, I lost the scent. But then later on in the book, she's like, oh, wait, I think I got it. Let's go. So later that night, later that night, as they're making their way, yeah, Moraine senses that he has regained his coin. All will be well. That's right, because they, they, they made their way north. Aes Sedai puts on, puts on the, the face of uh, unflappable, you know, unbreakable kind of calm. As they're making their way north, and she first loses the scent of the coin, she basically just says, "I have lost the scent," or "I, you know, I, I can no longer sense it," or something to that effect. And of course, Nynaeve is um, freaking out and jumping up and down and all, all up in a tizzy. What do you mean you lost the scent? We, we went this way to go get these two guys, and we go north to get this guy, and we, you lost his scent too. You know, what, what am I doing here? With you? What good are you anyway? Anything? You know, complaining, to... complaining the Nynaeve way. Complaining for the sake of complaining sometimes. That's right. But but all is well, as as Maureen puts it later that night, she, she you know, if I, and I don't have the book in front of me to pull, turn the pages, but it seems like literally they were like about to fall asleep or, or laying down and, and resting. And just literally out of nowhere, Maureen rolls over and says, I found a scent, all is well, and rolls back over, I, I think. Something to that I think effect. you're right. I, I think you're right. <laughs> Almost um, like kind, kind of a, a weird, like. Creepy. Yeah. Not that I said I yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? I'd be creeped out. I know. Well, I mean, once again, as the reader reading this for the first time, we don't know everything about Isodai's, so their sleep patterns aren't regular sleep patterns. They don't have to get. If I don't get my eight hours sleep, I'm going to be rather cranky. Well, they I have, would be. I would be too. But as as we'll learn, Isodai's with their waters have certain powers as far as fatigue and resting and all that. So I can see it being kind of creepy to someone who doesn't, who doesn't know that. To see this woman just kind of roll over, we're good, and roll back. <laughs> whatever. She says so, whatever. I want that power. <laughs> oh, I know. Instant fatigue removal. Give it to me. In the middle of the night, uh, Nynaeve is awoken by Lan. You know, the, the iron clasp touches her on the arm or something like that, and it's like the iron grip of Lan startles Nynaeve. And basically, he wakes her up and says, we, we have a mission. Uh, I have a job for you. We need, we need, your, we need your abilities. And she's like, oh, okay. We have a stealth mission for you. Jet. <laughs> it's like, oh, then wasn't the wasn't what I thought you needed, but you know, okay, whatever. We come to find out, you know, he, he takes uh, Nynaeve and he leads leads her to Maureen, and we find out that one of the Emmonsfield boys, the one that had the coin, is being held captive and is surrounded by approximately two hundred white cloaks in in a, a kind of encampment down on the ridge. And according to Maureen, she said, we need you, Wisdom, to infiltrate the camp and cut the horse lines. They've learned that she's she's good in tracking because, as we found out earlier, she was able to track down the warder and the Aes Sedai without their knowing. Obviously, she has skills in tracking and in stealth because she snuck yeah. right up on them. You know, and Nynaeve thinks to herself, all right, one of my boys is down there surrounded by 200 white cloaks. They want me to go in unnoticed. Go up to the horses and cut their lines. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes, I'll do it. One thing, one of the endearing things about Nynaeve is is unfailingly loyal. 
and actually just as much as, as a giver, as in she just she just will do anything for those that are close to her. And to her, everyone in Emmons Field is considered she considers close to her. So she doesn't care if it was two white cloaks, two hundred or two hundred thousand down there. She she was gonna go down there and do what was needed to get one of her boys free. So Lan compliments Nynaeve on her stealth and tracking ability. It's kind of funny how she takes this in because there there was a meme going around uh, Twitter for a while where where was a picture of one of the uh, one of the Twitter people who was a big fan of Wheel of Time drinking this big huge kind of stein of beer or not even stein but one of those long tubes of beer that you'll see sometimes and people were making different kind of memes about how they feel about the Wheel of Time and how they just drink it up and I was thinking this scene was a perfect one where where it could be naive and she's drinking up Lance compliments. Yeah, I can see that. She's uh she's very smitten by that you, man. You get you, you get she's so angry and she's so angry she's like but then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, he thinks I'm good at tracking, is he?" Hmm, you know, it's just kind of funny how yeah. it just the, the she can flip the switch like that. She could be so angry be like, "Oh, he thinks I'm good, who?" you know. Cuz she's in love. <laughs> she loves him. No. Yep. <laughs> all, all joking aside, it is a big compliment when a when a warder, when not just a warder, but Land himself is uh, complimenting your ability to be stealthy and and quiet. Obviously, she has some skills in that department. Yep. So our next note says Nynaeve goes full stealth mode, like 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 Liquid Snake or Solid Snake, and. Ha. Yes. She has the box on her head? Is that, that would be... Is happening? If there is a box, even in the scene, that would be awesome. <laughs> Just yes. going around the woods in a box. But she sneaks up on a pair of guards patrolling the, the perimeter. And I think it said she got up to within 10 feet of them. And yeah, she could almost touch them. She, she, like, she could have just walked, just casually walked up to them and they would not have noticed. Because they are so regimented and so, you know, step, 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 step. All is well, you know. Pivot, tap, step, step, step. All is well, you know. So she watches this routine about three times and figures, these jackasses aren't going to deviate one little bit. I can, I know exactly how much time I have. I know exactly what spaces I can get in and out of. These guys aren't aren't protecting shit. Yep. <laughs> and she, she thinks they're pretty stupid. I mean, if those guys are the ones out patrolling the sidelines like that. Exactly. Obviously, they're not the best. Like they're, <laughs> they're not part of the, the cool kids club. I mean, if someone's coming in guns a blazing, yeah, I'm sure. But if someone's going to sneak up on them and not even something, I mean, the fact that they were just telegraphing their exact movements, timing, and everything, and she just watched it for a few rounds and's like, "All right, you guys are now pointless, whatever." And she's able to zip in and then you know see what happens. She's able to make it into the horse line, and all the horses but one is asleep. And she was, and the first horse starts to kind of. Winnie and Shay and, and get a little nervous. <laughs> New person, what, what's going on here? Freaks out. She's yeah, and, but then Nina starts to freak out because if the horse wakes up, it wakes everybody up. She's done. Her cover's blown. Yep. But I, so, I can imagine the Solid Snake, you know, from Metal Gear Solid, all of a sudden that music. That's a little, little exclamation point comes to the horse. Bring. You're like, oh yep. shit. <laughs> Not like going guns a blazing and then kill all the horses. That that would kind of be counterproductive, and yep. I do not condone anything of that nature. Just saying. <laughs> so her job, as we find out, is to 
cut the horse lines, not cut them completely off, but cut them almost to the ends. Because she's being told that there's going to be a disturbance night, or Ma Wayne's going to create a, a disturbance. And that she wants the horse's lines to snap off once this disturbance happens. So that all the White Cloaks will be worried about gathering their horses, or there'll be too much chaos, and that land can slip in and grab whoever's out there being captive. Yep. So. A distraction. It, yeah, diversion. I'll create, oh, can I do the diversions? Nynaeve is able to calm that horse down and cut the tethers to all the horses, and she gets down to the last horse. And you know who the last horse is? Bella. Bella. It's the creator herself, lovely Bella. Oh, I gotta do another tangent. Go for all it. About, all about the Twitter and, and the memes, but someone gave another tw- uh, Wheel of Time meme in which Paul Rudd is the creator. Oh, yes. I and I had, to, I had to send it to Bill. He hates Paul Rudd, which I, I don't understand why. I don't understand I either. Him. I mean, I don't love or hate, but I don't know. I don't know where the unseething hate for Paul Rudd came from. And I, I mean, dare you hate him? Is is Paul Rudd anti Queen? I don't know. Was he for Brexit? I, I don't even know what his political views are. But I it's had to Paul send Rudd. it to Bill. It's Paul Rudd. I mean, he's, yeah, he's Paul Rudd. He's Ant Man. What are you? What are you, you going to do? Yeah, I love that man. <laughs> but I had to send it to Bill. I'm like, look, Paul Rudd's the creator. How awesome is that? He comes back, he's like, grumble, 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 grumble. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Uh, any any time to tweak, Bill, you got to go for it. Oh, I do all the time. <laughs> anyway, back back to the real creator, uh, Bella. So when Nynaeve realizes that Bella is among these horses, it immediately triggers, oh, my God, Egwene's alive. Oh, my God, this is incredible. So that, like, completely invig- invigorated her. That completely got her back on track. She's she's on board. Now she realizes I need to get out two horses, because the, also the thought is Lan's able to sneak in and quietly get to the center of the camp to rescue whoever's there. But odds are, whoever's there is not going to be in a shape to stealth back out. Yep. She now is going to have to get horses plural. To help out the now two prisoners that they're going to be rescuing. So Nynaeve can clearly sense that Egwene is here now. I think the book even mentions now that she realizes Egwene's alive. She can sense where she is. And she's not sure why. Hey, she said she secretly curses Moraine for telling her she can channel. Oh, Egwene's alive. Well, I can sense her. Sense her over in the center of the camp. Oh, God damn it, Moraine. Why did you tell me I can channel now? All these crazy thoughts are now going through my head. God damn it, Maureen. Once again, in the midst of some good news, she finds a way to get pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all pissed off. You know. So as Nynaeve wakes and soothes Bella, and the the other horses start to awake, and I think the other horses seemed jealous and wanted some of that love that Bella was getting. So I think, I think the horse that was next to Bella was like, well, I want some of that. I don't get any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, I get... Sir, a whole white cloak that just does his normal duty. I want some love. I thought that was kind of a funny little little, little anecdote that Jordan kind of threw in there. Because the horse horses are people too, Rich. That's right. Bella is Paul Rudd. Bella is Paul Rudd. That's oh my god! We need start the hashtag Bella is Paul Rudd movement. Yes. <laughs> yes, I just started that. That's all me. Credit credit to Rich. Yes. So, as Nynaeve starts to leave with Bella, 
and and a white cloak horse. Like I said, she's she's got the wherewithal to realize that now she needs two horses. She's waiting for you know. Like I guess they told her to get back out of camp, but she's like, they need decides to wait in camp for the disturbance mm-hmm. or the diversion. So she goes. She's waiting for ninety two. Dot 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 dot. Then all hell breaks loose. Lightning, lightning crashes and completely disrupts everything. I love some of the kind of the narrative uh, descriptions that that Jordan uses for this kind of lightning storm. If I'm if I don't recall, uh, the Earth was being rent from just the sheer power of lightning striking against it. I think one of his other literary terms was that it was more light than dark. Even though this was in the middle of the night. There was so much lightning that that like that it seemed to be daytime. Yeah, and it was a it was pretty good blast there. It was yes, the sky ablaze, horses running everywhere. So the plan starts to perfectly fall into place. So as lightning just tears a new one through this camp, all of the other horses' lines snap and they just start going ape shit all throughout the camp. Yeah, she kind of just, you know, started some shit. Didn't tell what was going to happen. Just said, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Well, and, and another reason for Nanny to get pissed off. <laughs> Damn, why did you tell me it was be lightning? Yeah. Scared the shit out of everybody. But then Maori would say, I told you it was a diversion. They were diverted, weren't they? <laughs> well, well, yeah, but my eyes. <laughs> the truth they tell may not be the truth you think, Richard. That's true. <laughs> there was also one good scene here uh, where Nynaeve is trying to get both horses out of the campment, and they're kind of freaking out as well themselves. She's trying to hold both horses together so they're not scurrying off in two different directions. And I think she was getting stretched apart. Bella, Bella was kind of keeping with Nynaeve, but the other horse was just like, I'm out of here. I'm going this way. And she had to be able to bring them back together so she didn't literally get drawn and quartered. One power may have been used or not used there unsuspectingly to help keep the horses in line. That that might just that might be a, a fairy tale on my end, but you know, it's 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 very possible that soothing animals could be something that Nynaeve has has the capability of doing. It's a good little action scene as she's trying her damnness not to get literally her arms and legs ripped off, trying to keep these two horses in check. Yeah, it was Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd wanted a little drama. <laughs> She's able to keep the horses together. She's making her way back. And then the, one of the, fi- the final lines of this chapter, you know, she's starting to hear some baying and howling. And she knows what that means. But then the last line says, then the wolves arrive. Dun, dun, dun. End chapter. Yep. Now us as the readers, knowing that Perrin is in the camp, are not that concerned, are not as concerned that wolves are there, but Nynaeve, not knowing how Perrin is with wolves, not knowing that there was as many wolves in the area, just trying just trying to calm down two horses, now sees a pack of wolves. You got to think that she's just the fear well, and terror. Well, I mean, Land, Land did tell her that they were there. Oh, did he mention? Oh, he did. Yeah, he did he mention, mention there were the wolves. Beginning. Okay. Yeah, he's like, you need to be careful. There are wolves about tonight, but. They didn't do anything. They're way off in the distance. I think they were waiting. That's right. They were waiting for the diversion too. Yeah, they knew what was going to happen. I guess, but my point was the horses didn't know. So she just got done calming the horses down. And now she's got to worry about the horses freaking out all over again. All in all, this was a good chapter. It's it's good. You got the beginning where 
the Nynaeve and Lan banter, Nynaeve and Rain banter. Then you get a good little stealth stealth mission, you know, Solid Snake, you know, under the box. To everywhere to realize her to her joy, realizing Egwene is alive and, and the action that is from the lightning storm and, and, and Nynaeve trying to get the horses out of there. So you get a little bit of everything. This is like a little modicum of a whole story within this chapter. We have the uh the dialogue and the banter, then you have a little sneaky stealth mission, then you got action packed there at the end. Yep, was, you get to see Moraine flex her muscle just a little bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this scene any justice by just saying it was a lightning storm. It was it was just an incredible show. And I'm sure with the budget that Amazon is giving Wheel of Time, this scene, if they do it, is gonna just look awesome. I mean, as you can imagine, it was not just like a one crack lightning and it flashes just whatever. It, it's a big deal. It was a big deal that it was it was creating just trenches in the ground. The earth was like I said, the earth was being rent under the power of just the lightning smashed against it. The sound must you know, in the dead of night, the sound must have just been deafening. You got horses running everywhere, you got all kinds of stuff. You got Paul Rudd jumping around, going in from ant form to real form to giant form. You got all kinds of stuff happening, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh so what are your thoughts on this chapter? I liked it. It was it, it was a good opportunity for uh, Jordan to show the power of Moraine, what she did. Um, and it even gave Naive a little bit of a more purpose while she was with them. Yeah. Um, we know she's not a she one-trick pony. Yeah. Yeah. She found Bella. You know, they were able to get her. You know, obviously the creator. They needed, they needed Bella. Yep. Uh, you know, overall, it was a good setup to what's going to be happening next the next chapter that we talk about well i'll give a little little preview uh chapter 38 rescue i think this is the first time that we're going to get the same event from a different perspective i mean that's that's the literary form that i think jordan will use going forward but this is the first time where it's the same timeline from a different perspective yeah. so that's and a good, that's a good the yeah we're starting to see the characters start to come back together yes uh, piece by piece so that's good yes yeah it's, it's a good chapter um We'll just see how Perrin and Egwene uh, handle uh, a random lightning storm happening on them. So see, we'll see what happens with that. Yep. <laughs> so craft my pants. <laughs> we have Code Brown. Code Brown. Alert. Yep. yep. <laughs> so that will take us into the readings with Rob. I decided to take some of the early chapter banter between Nynaeve, Lane, and Moraine. And now. The Taveren present to you readings with Rob. Chapter 37, The Long Chase. As they came up on a small rise, barely enough to be called a hill, he sank to one knee, pulling her down beside him. It took her a moment to see that Ma Rain was there too. Unmoving, the eyes to die could have passed for a shadow in her dark cloak. Lan gestured down the hillside to a large clearing in the trees. Nynaeve frowned in the dim moonlight, then suddenly smiled in understanding. The pale blurs were tense in regular rows, a darkened encampment. White cloaks, Lan whispered. Two hundred of them, maybe more. There's good water down there, and the lad we're after. In the camp? She felt more than saw, Lan nod. In the middle of it, more rain can pour right to him. I went close enough to see he's under guard. A prisoner? Nynaeve said. Why? 
I don't know. The children should not be interested in a village boy unless there was something to make them suspicious. The light knows it doesn't take much to make White Cloak suspicious, but it still worries me. How are you going to free him? It was not until he glanced at her that she realized how much assurance there had been in her that he could march into the middle of 200 men and come back with the boy. Well, he is a warder. Some of the stories must be true. She wondered if he was laughing at her, but his voice was flat and businesslike. I can bring him out, but he'll likely be in no shape for stealth. If we're seen, we may find two hundred white cloaks on our heels, and us riding double, unless they are too busy to chase us. Are you willing to take that chance? To help an Emmons field you? Of course! What kind of chance? He pointed into the darkness again, beyond the tents. This time she could make out nothing but shadows. They're horse lines. If the picket ropes are cut, not all the way through, but enough so they'll break when Moraine creates a diversion, the White Cloaks will be too busy chasing their own horses to come after us. There are two guards on that side of the camp, beyond the picket lines. But if you are half as good as I think you are, they'll never see you. She swallowed hard. Stalking rabbits was one thing. Guards, though, with spears and swords? So, he thinks I'm good, does he? I'll do it! That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at Pod with your request. And that was Readings with Rob. Hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I Anytime I can get naive, naive land scenes, I'm going to probably take them. It's too, just too go. much. Just do Especially it. these early ones. It's just too much. Uh, so, Rich, you got any big... We are recording on the final day of 2019. We are on the precipice of a new decade. Rich, do you have any plans for the new year? Um, finish video games that I play. Stop buying so many. <laughs> uh, get completely jacked as I work out all the time. Bring home, and bring home pro- the blue ribbon or trophy right. or whatever they give you. Just it's just gonna be participation trophy. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, but no, that's that's pretty much all I got. What about you? Oh man, uh, I wish all of our families health and goodwill this year. And yes, I need to work on my video game backlog and work on my Netflix backlog. I still got to watch all these shows: The Witcher, Mandalorian. Um, oh, I haven't done that either. I haven't touched any of these shows. I've heard good things about all of this, but we're making our way through one one show that I am watching, and I'm going to recommend this to everybody out there. If you have Apple TV. Uh, called Truth Be Told. It is a true crime story. Uh, it stars Octavia Spencer and, oh, God, I'm blanking on his name, but it's the guy from Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul? Aaron Paul, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeing Aaron Paul, and I'm saying Paul Rudd. I almost said Paul Rudd. He's everywhere. <laughs> Paul Rudd. <laughs> but it is, it, is, it is a really good true crime story. Check it out. That's what that's what me and the wife are going through right now. Awesome. 
<laughs> All right, so we will be back next week. We are going to go rescue ourselves a blacksmith's apprentice and a budding young Aes Sedai in, in prospective training. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go uh, pat down Bella and tell her how much of a good creator she is. Awesome. I want to go find Paul Rudd. Go find Paul Rudd. <laughs> tell him he's got some Brits he needs to impress. They're not too impressed. That's right. Me. All right, guys. Uh, have a good one, everyone. Take care. See you next yeah, week. Have it. See you next week and have a great New Year's. Happy 2020, everybody. Bye. Bye. Now that our heroic trio have left the familiar confines of the two rivers, they find themselves being chased by all sorts of denizens of the Dark One. Our party has been scattered and the boys separated from Marvrain and Lan. Let us hope that luck or some other force, can keep them safe. Uh, Bill? Bill? Billiam! Put that dagger down! You have no idea where in creation that's been. No, no, Rich. I don't have an extra cloak with me. Maybe if you didn't ride your horse straight into the Arenel, you wouldn't have this problem, hmm? For crying out loud, Robert... I know that girl from Berlon said weird things to you, but you shouldn't let it get under your skin so much. What are you, Eleven? You all remind me of a younger version of myself. Why, back in Watch Hill, I would... friends, this is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.